0: So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? What is going on, in Quick Talk World? How the heck are you guys? I'm coming to you from Lettington, Michigan. Most of the whole town has a power outage and really bad and there's generators running at our house and luckily at my office the power did come on for a little while here and I'm gonna record this podcast Uh, yesterday we talked about Alex Sharfin and a whole bunch of awesome things regarding the entrepreneurial personality type I'm gonna kind of continue teaching and unpacking some of the bullet points that I learned when I was in Boise two weeks ago hanging out with Alex and a whole bunch of other rock stars and uh, I want to kind of pick it up where we left off yesterday. So what I was going to talk about today was this idea that Alex has called the billionaire code. Now, he's a high level business consultant um, and he's okay. he's not only built his own companies many different times, but he's consulted for a lot of Fortune 500 companies, like really, really big billion dollar companies at the executive level and really strategically and organizationally help them, you know, do all kinds of amazing things. Uh, And he has this framework. So for those people that were at the huge convention, what I really kind of talked about in my presentation, other than having a lot of fun and being silly and encouraging and inspiring people, was I talked about this, this framework that I built called the five stages of service business growth. And this was developed uh, over time because I've had over a thousand calls with people just like you guys. And everyone thinks that they're unique. Everyone thinks that their business is uniquely broken or messed up or something's wrong with them. What they don't understand is that they're perfectly normal. And there's a very clear, predefined path uh, towards having a large automated business. So the reason I created the five stages was to try to simplify in people's minds kind of where they're at and what needs to happen to get them to the next stage, because, It's very overwhelming uh, when you don't have a clear path. I'm a big fan of trying my hardest to create like proprietary language frameworks, uh, three steps to this, that, and the other thing, because for me, it's a lot easier to remember. So I came up with the five stages. I talked about that at the huge convention. uh, But one thing that we did that was really, really cool is me and Brandon Vaughn, he flew out to Michigan, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. To help me uh, further develop and flesh out the five stages so to recap the five stages then i'll talk about the billionaire code Um, stage one is you're the person who spends the majority of your time in the field doing the work the owner operator you're mowing the lawn washing the house whatever stage two is when 50 percent or more of your time is spent doing admin work administrative work now you're still in the field you're still wearing all the hats but you're, you're more and more of your time is being spent on the phone, doing stuff in the CRM, doing bank deposits, running payroll, interviewing people, um, trying to do some social media stuff. like you're, you have sticky notes all over your truck, you have a clipboard with no, <laughs> notes all over it. And you're still in the field and you're on the ladder and you get a phone call. That's kind of what stage two feels like. Stage three, is when 50% or more of your time is figuring out how do you feed the beast, how do you drive sales? Because now you have several crews in the field, you have someone that's a full-time office worker, and you got a lot of mouths to feed. So now you're shifting into networking and shaking hands, kissing babies, de- developing your first reliable marketing and sales levers. You know how can you push a magic button? How can you put a dollar into a marketing strategy and five or ten dollars comes out of it? Relatively consistently. Uh, that's your stage three. That's what it f- feels like in stage three. Excuse me. Stage four is when you have a sales manager who has essentially replicated what you just finished accomplishing in stage three. They become a mirror image of whatever it is that you had just done. Uh, And then stage four, you're the general manager. So you have many crews, probably a production manager, you know, over all the crews. You have an office uh, team, probably a couple people. You have at least one full-time sales manager, or maybe a couple commissioned sales guys, and you're kind of overseeing that team. That's stage four. And then of course, stage five is when you're really uh, just the owner so you have the cash flow to hire a ceo or someone to be the president of the company to run the business right and you're just checking in you're holding people accountable you're maybe having monthly or weekly updates or reports but you're really free at that point and you don't have to have a 10 million dollar business to get there depending on what your personal income needs to be you can have that and have like a i don't know it doesn't even quite have to be to a million you can have like a nice decent stable passive income from your business and have a really good team um, in the 750,000 to a million dollar range. I see it all the time. Just depends on what your uh, lifestyle and your income desires are. Uh, But that's kind of the framework I created to help you guys understand. And people love it, people love it. The feedback is like crazy, it's awesome. I hear people all the time talking about it now. They're like, I'm stage two, trying to get to stage three. Um, And I've made up a lot of words like that, like, like boots on the ground marketing, right? Bog marketing, that's a, a, a acronym. i do not not saying I necessarily invented it in the world, uh, but I never heard of it before. I just made it up, started talking about it, and now it's like a buzzword, right? But well, what Alex did is he built a framework based on his experience. And the Billionaire Code has uh, a bunch of steps to it. All, I think there's nine steps. Yeah, there's nine. And the first one is what he calls a seeker. And a seeker is someone who does between zero and 40,000 in revenue. It's almost like a hobby business, Um and the, the needs of a seeker is to develop some keystone habits and routines, daily planning, learning how to take care of themselves and set outcomes for themselves, right? Um, to, to get to the next level, he says, you have to understand who it is you want to serve. A lot of people have little itty-bitty businesses because they, they never really define who the right customer is for them. And they just try to be all things to all people. And that will trap you. It will trap you. Uh, if you do graduate from Seeker, you go to what he calls a starter, and um, there's actually six million businesses in the United States that do between $40,000 and 100000 in revenue, and that's a starter. And this is where you're, you you got to get really, really clear on your market and, and who your avatar is, and you got to get better at sales, right? you got to standardize your sales process, make sure it's profitable, and uh, you can graduate to level three. And level three... Is a promoter, and this is the one hundred to three hundred thousand dollar revenue business, and this is at least for home service companies. This is the area I see most people stuck uh, is right in this range. You know, it's it's one thing to go from nothing to a hundred k, and that's an accomplishment, or get up to two or three hundred thousand. Uh, but people get stuck because they don't have like. Uh, really consistent marketing levers in place. They don't um, do any relationship marketing with their current customers. And so for every 10 customers they get that are new, they're losing 10 that forgot about them because they're not following up, they're not giving them calls, they have no plan in place for that. There's a lot of reasons. Um, But there's actually 1.7 million businesses in the US that do between 100 and 300,000. And really what you need here is what he calls leveraged lead generation. You got to have some like mature relationships. You got to have some go-to levers. You got to have things that you can control uh, your growth with. And when you only rely on word of mouth or referral marketing to grow your business, you don't have control. You can't say, I need to generate $100,000 in sales in the next month. Like, in addition to what we're going to do, how am I going to do that? If you can't answer that question, then you don't have a lever created, right? And, uh, you, you know, so in anything can be a letter, lever. Super simple things like postcards, door hangers, door knocking, d- uh, social media. Like, there's a lot of things you can do, uh, but you got to go deep enough on it to become really good at it. Uh, So to graduate that, you have to learn how to generate leads and convert them into sales very consistently. And that will get you to stage four um, of the billionaire code called a builder. That's a 300,000 to a million. And uh, there's 1.9 million businesses in the United States that are in that range. And this is where you're really gonna have to build a lot of systems and you need systems uh, all along the way. But you're gonna to have to really, really build a lot of processes and systems around your team and, and and just further refine what you do and how to do it really well. And then uh, the next stage is operator, which is 1 million to 3 million. And this is where you start figuring out, and really, this is where Send Jim is, right? Is, you know, how does my team get me ahead? How do I take the people on my team and clearly communicate the outcomes we need um, and, and give them the systems and processes and communication they need to like, for them to start carrying the load, right? Uh, one thing I noticed with Sen Jim is um, the whole thing has really been on my sh- on my shoulders, and it's getting harder. So we're getting stuck at a couple million, and one of the reasons is because uh, I need to put more forward planning processes in our, in uh, in place in our company, and I need to like unleash my team to go build the company. And it doesn't all have to be about Josh. It can be about our product. We have an insanely amazing Blue Ocean product. When people see what Radius Bomb can do and automated neighbor mailings that we do and the gifts and all the stuff that we send and voicemail bomb and all that stuff, they freak out, right? Um, But right now, all those leads and all those sales come from me. Uh, from you guys and from social media and stuff like that so we need to build more systems and processes uh, on our our end and I also need to really train my team um, to really start doing what I do uh, well right Uh, the next stage is a leader which is a three million to ten million dollar business there's only 300,000 businesses in that range and this is where you really need to start recruiting and developing a real leadership team now again this is Alex's perspective working with large companies um, a little home service business still needs a leadership team even if the business is small i guess the difference is is you might have a, a ceo of your home service company and they might only make seventy thousand dollars a year or 80 or 90 thousand dollars a year then you have a million dollar business you know maybe they make a hundred or something but they're not making you know huge executive you know fortune 500 type pay and your leadership team's smaller it might not feel as fancy uh, but the concept is still exactly the same uh, the next stage after that is the owner stage which is 10 million to 30 million and this is a hundred thousand businesses in the united states at that level and this is kind of more complex i wish i could show you guys some of the diagrams and stuff but it has to do with creating multiple levels of leadership and how do you scale communication right so if you look at an organizational chart what, what happens is, and I think this will help you guys. Okay, here, Here's what it feels like when you're trying to build your business. Think of a dot. There's a dot on a piece of paper. And that dot is you. And when you start your business and you're in stage one, you're doing everything, right? So you need help. And so you make a hire. And now there's a dot out to the left of you. Okay, now uh, let's draw a line from the dot to the left of you back to the center, which is you, the, the original dot. And then you hire another person and they become a dot. And that dot has a straight line to you. And then there's another dot. That dot has a straight line to you. Now, imagine that the dot in the middle, you, is surrounded by eight or ten people encompassing you. And they all have a straight line to you. <laughs> what happens is is we, we, we it breaks down. Communication breaks down. It gets too much because you have all these people... Uh, Trying to go through you is the bottleneck. They all have questions They're calling you. Hey, this customer is mad about this What do I do? Hey, I need time off for work. What do I do? Hey, can I do this? Hey, can I get a loan? Can I get a bonus? How does my am I gonna get a raise? How do I make more money? Everything from your entire team has got to go through you and in addition to them going through you You're just you're responsible for a lot of things in the company and it starts to break down when really if you look at larger organizations Everything's broken up into teams and different levels, and each leader has maybe three or four or five or six at the most uh, people um, uh, helping them. Alex says that, you know, having four to seven people that report directly to you is like the max before it gets completely nightmarish, right? And you can probably relate. So then what we do... Um, is we have all these people and it's stressing us out and so what we do is we we, we take one of our dots and we make them a, like a manager or something and, and we and we like try to just take all the dots and make them go through that person as the bottleneck and we somehow think that we fixed it and we haven't fixed it you just made that other person's life a nightmare and they'll probably collapse even faster than you did because they're not an awesome entrepreneur like you right So that's kind of an overview of the the billionaire code. There's two more levels. There's investor, and then there's entrepreneur, um, which are $100 million companies. But I think the bottom line for you guys is um, being that you're an entrepreneurial personality type, your main job has to become lowering the pressure and noise in your life in any way that you can the stress, the whatever. You have to increase your protection and support. And that could mean hiring people. It could mean having an honest conversation with the people around you and just telling them candidly, I need you to start making big boy decisions on your own. I need you. you know, I want you to know that you have permission to be imperfect uh, because I need you to protect uh, every piece of negative news in our company from going into my ears. I don't need to know everything. I need to take some of the leadership burden and, and trust you with it, right? And then you coach them through things as it happens. But what you're ultimately trying to do is to get to a place where you can focus most of your time on what you're best at, your strengths and abilities, your unique skill set. Um, but when you're a, ca- a dot in the middle of the wheel, you can't. You're just basically uh, reactive and you're just like re- responding to stimulus, whether it's an angry customer or a ringing phone or an employee that doesn't show up or whatever. And you get stuck really easy and then people get discouraged because they think that they're bad they think that they're broken you're not bad you're not broken you just have the structure wrong and you don't see the vision and you're not seeing clearly on what needs to happen right um, let me go over a couple uh, nuggety little bullet points here let me see uh, he did a session or a section where he's talking about when you delegate things to people you don't just delegate to a person okay which is Brandon Vaughn talked about this in his keynote speech, that he would delegate by abdication. That's a fancy way of saying you hire someone to save your day, but you don't give them any clear direction, systems, or processes on how they can actually win or how to do their job. Um, so you don't want to do that. You don't just delegate to a person. You delegate to a process or you delegate to a product, right? Like Send Jim as a marketing tool can be uh, a software that you delegate uh, something you would normally do manually that would take a long time, you delegate it to a software or a CRM or something that gives you more efficiency. Uh, so uh, you gotta, you got to have systems in your business and you got to have people to run those systems. And most of you guys don't have documented systems in the first place, and you delegate by abdication, meaning you hire someone like a sales guy, and this is where I see it most commonly, and you hire a sales guy and you're like, okay, go go sell a bunch of stuff, save the day, fix it, right? It's not going to happen. It almost never works when you do that because you haven't developed a framework or a system or process on how that sales guy is even supposed to do their job, they need to know that on Monday they make 80 outbound phone calls to customers that are, haven't been serviced in six months, and then they they turn that into an end-of-day report that goes to you. And then on Tuesday they do boots-in-the-ground marketing from you know 8 a.m. until 1 p.m., and then they turn that into a report. And then they go into the field and they do like five rounds around like the last. Uh, service appointments from the previous day and then on Wednesday they do commercial cold um, donut dancing (laughs) if you're in my whale fishing class you know what donut dancing is Uh, point being like you got to develop that structure and framework first by you doing it yourself mastering it getting it to work for you measuring it then you bring a salesperson in and you delegate that responsibility to the person along with the process and what they have to do hopefully that makes sense that's this is a little bit of heavy kind of deeper teaching maybe not as like pure motivation but this is really important stuff guys and uh i guess i'll close on the note that something that stuck with me is alex was talking about how we don't take care of our bodies and we don't take care of ourselves. and this is really true about me okay maybe it's true about you maybe it's not Uh, but we have the same earning potential Okay, as a pro athlete, but we don't treat ourselves the same. If you think about pro athletes, they sit in those ice tubs and they have trainers and they have nutrition coaches and they have really fancy regimens and high level uh, supplement schedules and they work out and they have professionals guide and help them to make sure that they're performing, you know, at at optimum level. But entrepreneurs, we have the same earning potential. We, We make we can make the same amount, right? Or more, actually more. Um, But we don't treat ourselves that way. And I thought that was a really interesting thing to look at. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you think you're going to be the cog in the middle of the wheel, it's ultimately going to break down. I think a lot of our struggles this year with Sin Jim that still aren't totally fixed have been the result of that. I haven't taken good enough care of myself. I haven't been selfish enough with my own space and, and all that because I've always been kind of trained to just go beast mode and figure it all out. Um, and this company has a potential to be really, really, really large, and i got to figure this piece out, and maybe you do as well. Um, Let's see. Uh, Volume creates complexity. Um, I won't get into that now, but hopefully that's valuable for you. I have have a lot more, guys. I have a lot more. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to talk about um, really how structure will set you free, and how you can finally get help and you can set up your organizational chart. But we're also going to talk about fight or flight mode and how what to do when you feel totally overwhelmed and how it affects you growing your business and how it will totally just stop everything and kind of how to fix that, according to Alex. It's going to be awesome. I hope this is valuable to you. I'm happy to be back on the air and appreciate all of you guys. Take care.